0: This is Vernon Jacobs, Senior Pastor of the Embassy Church. I want to thank you for engaging with us through this podcast. May it build your faith and strengthen your walk and cause you to reach the rooftop in Christian living. Don't forget to aim high and never give up. Let's go now straight into this word. I want to address the spirit of unhappiness and frustrated and talk to all those people and say to you this morning that there's nothing wrong with having aspirations for tomorrow. There's nothing wrong with having tomorrow's future on your mind. But taking your blessings for granted today is dishonoring God. When you neglect today and what God is doing for you today. So the right attitude should be that I'm trusting in you for a new house, oh God, but I rejoice in what I have today. Don't get so focused in looking at what God's promised you for tomorrow that you neglect the blessings of today. And Zechariah puts it like this. He says, Do not despise those small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. So being content does not mean that we must give up on our dreams or just settle. It means we don't fight everything or get frustrated life and a lot of people are so frustrated because of tomorrow that they are not appreciating today. David was anointed to be the king in the future but he was never frustrated of keeping sheep in the present. And I'll come later on and show you why, how God is building in you something that he needs for you to have in the future. Uh, He made David a a shepherd of those few sheep because he was going to make him the keeper of his people of Israel. And so if he can fail in keeping a few sheep, he'll fail in keeping the people that God is preparing him. Inside of your today, God is preparing you for your tomorrow. And many times we have a picture of kingship that we forsake what God is doing with us as shepherds. Are you with me this morning? And so I want to ask you that, inside of today, God has placed you in today, learn to respect the rhythm of routine. You say, what does that mean? Well, God puts you into every, every day into what you do, and sometimes we, we get so frustrated because we look at what others are doing. Um, it's a good time to go to the next, the next slide before we come back to this, let's go. When we compare ourselves to others. I want you to know light reveals imperfections, right? Light reveals imperfections. And people put up their highlights and not their lowlights. So when people post their highlights, it kind of frustrates you and makes you feel less perfect because light reflects imperfections. Are you with me? Say amen. So, so, so I want you to know that all those people, those influencers and all those people that are revealing their highlights, they also have low lights, but they don't post it. So you think that every day is Sunday. You don't go through the Monday with them. You don't go through the Tuesdays with them. Always you you look at the the suit, but you you look at the, 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 the story. Or you look at the glory, but you don't know the story, okay? I want to tell you this morning that every season is never sensational. Every season will not be sensational. You will have to learn to deal with valleys and mountains, highs and lows, don't become depressed that you are inside of your ordinary. I'm going to show you just now how good ordinary can be. No tear that you cried in the ordinary will be wasted. Let's go back to the slide above. Now, there's a guy, Hender, this is your homework for today and the week, Genesis chapter twenty-eight and twenty-nine is what you should be studying. How Jacob finds a wife, and uh, he finds Rachel. But before that, he's tricked into marrying Leah. Uh, I told you that that wasn't a trick; it was God's plan. Jeremiah, it's a Jeremiah twenty-nine eleven for Jacob in Genesis twenty-nine. Don't, don't think that, that Leah just happened. It was, it was planned. But the Bible says that in Genesis 29, verse 10, and it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother. So he was marrying his niece. Uh, let me just say this to you. When I said marrying his niece, some of you think that, oh, how can you do that? See, we are so trained to, to read in the Bible with a Western uh, perspective, with the lens or the glasses of Western. We don't see it in the Eastern. Um, so the Bible is written in, under Eastern culture. And uh, so you, you must not judge with the, what you, with the lens that you were trained. Uh, you were trained with a Greek mindset. And I spoke about you gotta degrease us in order to, to learn how to read the Bible. Alright, so so that's a story for another day. But he married his niece and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, and Jacob went near and rolled a stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. If you find the context, you'll find that there are other men sitting at this well. And they couldn't unroll or couldn't roll the stone, three of them. But sometimes when you see the woman of your dreams, it will energize you to roll a stone that three strong men couldn't roll. Sometimes there's a time you've got to wait for the stone to be rolled away. But when you see that one person, You will try your best to impress. And sometimes that energy to impress causes you to roll the stones. Uh, Jacob was, was trained to roll away stones. I'm trying to show you that to get into his relationship, he was doing what was routine to him. Sometimes God will bless you inside of your routine. Even when it comes to relationships, sometimes, I talk to the young people, they want to try to impress. Uh, But the ones that you try to impress, after, because they fall in love with the impression. They don't fall in love with the person. Uh, So when the routine changes, you find that the relationship breaks. And you can't understand why you can't sustain a relationship. It's because you're always under the light. If you just find a relationship under... The routine, that is more sustainable because they fall in love with the real you instead of the impressionable you. Am I talking to somebody? I came to tell you this morning that God is in your regular. Most of your greatest relationships will come through the ordinary. Uh, The top is God will use ordinary water to get you into your purpose. Just keep on doing what you were blessed to do. And you will find that inside of your normal cycle, inside of your routine, God is going to bless you. A lot of people are frustrated in life because they are trying to be something that they are not. And so when when, when tomorrow comes and you got it by, by impressionable, by faking it to make it, uh, so you got to keep it up, and the frustration is, uh, in life, how do you keep up the fake you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I came to tell you this morning that God will use your ordinary to bless you most of your greatest relationships will come through the ordinary and that God always smuggles his best blessings through your ordinary somebody give God some praise this morning <clears throat> relationships get greater Because relationships are are, are are being challenged. That's why I want to just talk about it this morning. Put this on the altar and kill that altar of broken relationships. Relationships get better, or you let's let's let me. Jacob came to the well and he finds Rachel. Rachel is working. When Jacob Finds her. When Jacob falls for her, he goes and tells his, his, his future father-in-law, I want her. He says, you must work for her. Most relationships flourish when people work towards it. When you stop working on your relationship, your relationship stops working. Let me say that again. When you stop working on your relationship, your relationship stops working. So, if you are a jealous person, when you stop working on your jealousy, you stop working on your own jealousy, the relationship stops working. The relationship is going to break down because you're selfish. When you stop being Uh, working on your selfishness, the relationship breaks down. Getting quiet in this church. So relationships are about working. Now, how long must you work? Well, Gregory, Jacob worked seven years. His father-in-law had a time frame for his gir- girls. I think the Zulu custom has a lobola, and it puts a, a price on it. And Laban has, for some reason, a seven-year hardship period for his daughters. He says to Jacob, you got to work seven years for the girl. And the Bible says, the love in him was so so much that seven years felt like a day sometimes it can take seven years to change a person's behavior and what you're trying to do for a day you may have to take a little longer it may have to take more days to change that person I don't know whose marriage I'm talking to this morning. And you're trying and you're saying, but I've been at it for three years and sometimes it will take seven years. I wrote it down, sometimes it takes seven years to get someone to change. You could be unhappy for seven years whilst waiting for them to understand what you are saying every day. My wife had a challenge with me when we got married. I used to leave a towel that is wet on the bed. I saw nothing wrong with it, because every time I wiped myself, my mother picked the towel up. I forgot that my mother is no more, and that I have a new lady in my life. She, I think she battled with me even up to today, It's a habit that i formed, I can't break it. Sometimes, I remember that it's a wet towel, and and the only time I I learn that it's wrong is when I go and sleep in the same space and realize who wet the bed. (laughs) You understand? And some of you are battling with old habits, and they say you can't teach old dogs new tricks. All right, now, it's seven o'clock, so I gotta keep on moving. Uh, what God has told me to tell you is to learn, learn the lesson. Yeah. Jacob was deceived by Laban by arrangement. And he uh, advanced a cultural reason to opt out. Now, well, what are you saying, Pastor? See, when, 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 when Laban came... When Jacob came to his father-in-law and asked his, his, his future father-in-law, I want to marry this girl, he says, he makes an arrangement with him. He makes an arrangement and he says to him that uh, you gotta work seven years for this girl. But in Laban's heart, he knew what he's going to do. He's gonna trick him and put Leah, the elder daughter, because culturally. You can't allow your your elder daughter to get married before the younger daughter. It just doesn't look right. It just doesn't feel right. So he makes a right arrangement, but he knows culturally it is wrong. So that's deception in his heart. Uh, Many people start right, but they end wrong. Uh, There's a scripture that says you started in the spirit, but you end in the flesh. And that can cause problems when you start well and you trick and move into something that's wrong. And so, uh, the, 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 it started in arrangement and it ended in deceit. I'm trying to, sh- I'm trying to, to, to be Jacob's advocate in this, in this message and ask you how would you feel if you worked seven years and you got the wrong girl. Now, it's hard for Jacob to, to see his bride, because in Eastern culture, they are to be covered. They, they, you say they are veiled, and the only part you can see is the eyes. I'm trying to be Jacob's advocate. when when you got the girl of your dreams and you're waiting seven years for her, and the Bible says that he had one or two tequilas on that night. When you wait seven years for your bride and you have had two shots of tequila, you are not waiting to see whether it's Leah who is in the dress. But there's one thing I do know is that the one that's in the dress knows who she is. So, in as much as Jacob didn't know that he was given Leah, Leah knew that she was given Jacob, and she knew that the uh, uh, the the arrangement was for Rachel, but for seven years, she's keeping it uh, in her heart, because she also got her eye, I don't know where which eye was it, but she had her eye on Jacob too, or else we should have heard her speak to her dad and say, dad, you're giving the wrong girl, I heard you say that you promised Rachel, And that's where you'll go and read more into the the word. You'll find two words in the Bible, envy and jealousy. I don't have time to talk about it now, but there is some envy uh, that you promised Rachel. And and so I'm trying to show you the build-up to the frustration that I've worked seven years, I've given seven years of hard labor and now I am disappointed. Now you make me look like a fool because the wedding of those days, go read your Bible. It says it is announced to the community. you got to... Slay the, 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 the cow and, and feed the village and, and make it a big, big thing. And now you make me look like a fool. And he says, I can't trust Laban. But the lesson inside of this is through your hard work, you frustrated that your work didn't render the result. You frustrated in a man that you trusted. But you know what Jacob did? The lesson here is that he still trusted the Lord. You know, you have changed or you have matured when the reaction you give to a situation now is not the same reaction you would have given then. Amen. Some of you have matured being members of God, being in the kingdom of God, your tolerance level is much greater. You would have killed seven years ago, but now you say, I'll work another seven years. You know you have matured when you have learned the lesson not to trust in man, but you have learned to trust in God. Jacob, in the midst of all of his frustration, in the midst of all of his disappointment, in the midst of giving and not getting, the result that he got, he wanted, he still learned the lesson and he trusted God. I have three minutes to tell you something. When he consults Laban, and he says, what have you done? And Laban says, I know I had an arrangement. But this is what the culture says. And so he advances a cultural reason why he cannot maintain the arrangement. And he says, "You should have. I, I can only give you the second daughter if you fulfill the, your, your responsibility to the first daughter. And he says, if you do that for a week and work for me for seven years, then you can have Rachel. Jacob says, not a problem. He fulfills his one week, and he gets his one love, which is Rachel. It's to work for her for seven years. But inside of that seven years, God gives Jacob his Joseph. Joseph. Joseph was not supposed to come within that seven years. But go and study your Bible. The womb of Rachel is shut up. But because God feels that what I was teaching you is patience, and I need another seven years to accomplish it, but the way you act, you are demonstrating to me that you have learned patience. So instead of making you wait for another seven years, inside of the seven years, I realize that you've learned the lesson of patience. I'll bless you with Joseph. And he blesses, God blesses Jacob with what he should be waiting. Some of you are past the test. In whatever God has been testing you with. And you will see that God will bless you prematurely with your blessings. Everybody stand this morning. i got no minutes left. We need to fog the building. We need to uh, evacuate the building so that we can open the windows and get ready for our next service. That service is full. Please stay in the service. There's no bookings, it's so, it's so relaxed, uh, it's quick though. But as I leave you, because maybe some of you are frustrated, Philippians chapter 4, 11, Paul says this, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Uh, we teach contentment, I'm teaching contentment. You need to learn to be content. Tell yourself that you should be content. Ah, in the next service I'm going to teach. (laughs) There's no such thing as perfect. If you're looking for Mr. Perfect, you'll have to wait for the rest of your life. The closest you're going to get to perfect 10 is to do your nails And do whatever they do there. That's the closest you'll get to a perfect 10. Everything else needs work. You have to learn to be content. It does not, contentment does not happen automatically. And this morning I came to tell you that you must choose to rejoice in the season that you are in. And as you rejoice in the season that you are in, Romans 8.28 will kick in. And God will make all all things to work together. You run into seawater as you reach the well. Rachel will come. You'll be saying, "How am I going to open up the, the?" When 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 she does come, how am I going to roll the stone? God will give you the energy because of Romans eight twenty eight. As you come to it, God makes all things see, too many of you, you you are frustrated in the 10 things to do. But the step of a ladder is only reached or only climbed. When you get to it, watch it. I can't climb the whole three. But when I get to it, the rhythm starts. You thinking, how am I going to climb it? Why are you frustrating yourself with all of the logistics? Romans 8 28. When I get to it, should I put my left leg first, left right leg? When you get to it, whether you move backward, forward, Romans 8.28, and God makes and but, but it says like and we know I think that's very important, Gregory, to know. That God makes all things to work together for those who love God. Say, that's me. Say, that's me. And last but not least, there's this beautiful word. It's a gift from God to you. It's called, God will grace you. Some people are grace. (laughs) See this guy, his fingers come automatically. Let me try what he's doing. not grace to do what he's doing he does it I wish I wish I can if, if, I, if I have this reader I, I often think in my house if I can play I'll buy myself a grand piano a white one the one that picks up that'll be much. he said I can buy him but God has not given me the, the grace of it so that's not my grace in the same way as if I give him the microphone and say, take over my message. That's not his grace. That's not his lane. It probably can come. But that's not his grace. Inside of grace, three things happens. Give me the word. Oh, you don't have it. Spell it for me. Grace. Put it, put it quickly. I put it on my slide, but not on yours. Just go to grace. put grace. Inside of the word grace, the word grace, God bless you too. (laughs) Quickly, inside of the word grace is another word called race. God gives you grace to stay in your race so that you can become an ace. That's what grace is all about. Grace is God's G-gift for you to run in your race and so that in your lane, when you stay in your lane, you become an ace. God brought you and me together to tell you through me that God is going to bless your routine. God's going to bless your routine. God's going to bless your routine. I'm I'm so happy to see you, Judy, and, and you're a nursing sister. I can try on Monday morning to put a drip. I'll kill the patient. The thing that I'm trying to save, I'll kill it. But God has blessed you inside of the routine. God will bless you with ordinary water to find everything. God has blessed each of you with a gift. He's graced you to stay in your race. Other pastors are writing books, but that's not what God told me to do. My my, that's not. I'm not going to go and try to write, be frustrated, and write books. That's not my. That's not what He called me to do. Probably one day, when I get much older and lose all the air, and, and I probably will do it. But right now, that's not my. grace. Some people are graced to travel, preach. In, in huge auditoriums, but that's not my grace. My grace is you. He called me to you, and so I do everything. My whole week is focused on, on this church. Until He changes my race, I'll be an ace with what He's graced me to do. Hallelujah. And so this morning, God told me to tell you that He's blessed you in your ordinary your routine and as you monday comes he'll bless your monday if you i will rejoice and be glad in it what the day that god has this is the day that the lord has made i will rejoice and be glad in it will you say that as i release you this is the day that the lord has made i will rejoice And be glad in it Now tomorrow that will be your prayer when you rise This is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it When Tuesday comes you add more excitement And you say this is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it So whatever the enemy throws at you You keep making the declaration. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Did you get something this morning? Come on, give God praise.